0: Love Talk Radio. I'm your host, Davida Shinsky, and you're listening to Live Without Limits, coming to you from the Blog Talk Radio Network. Today's presentation is the victor and the victim mindset and how to flip the script to take back control. We are all subject to life's inevitable harsh conditions and challenges. It could be the weather, culture, gender, stereotypes, or genetic predispositions, to mention a few. Hence, we are all faced with a marriage of implements. yet what difference differentiates us is that the quality of life that we ultimately lead in our mindset. This is the biggest thing that I think we don't realize is the mindset we have determines how we interact with other people on a daily basis. We are all driven by a mindset. Our mindset is simply a collection of thoughts and beliefs acquired over time that shape our habits and actions. It dictates how we perceive and approach the world around us, how we think, feel, and react in any given situation. Consequently, it determines the kind of result we attain and how we go about our lives. But what happens when some of us have an inherently negative mindset versus those of a typically positive one. These two types are known as the victim or victim mindset, and we are exploring them today. Now, before I actually get into it, what I'm going to talk about is a modality or therapy known as Transactional analysis, because in TA, there's a triangle known as the victor, the persecutor, and the rescuer, and often the persecutor and the rescuer interchange roles, but what happens is they bombard someone with all these negative remarks and eventually they get to where they believe what is being said. Now, I have a sister that's, well, she's 72 now, and her birthday's coming up in just a couple of months. But because over the years, all they've ever told her or made her feel was that she was inadequate or unwanted simply because she was deaf. And then my mother came from a home where my grandfather's family had a business, but he couldn't take the weather in Savannah. So he went back to Russia. And when they, when he came back with my grandmother, they settled in New York and she had such a negative attitude that All she did was curse him and fight with him. And what would happen is he would get away from it by just leaving and traveling around. But every time he left, he left her pregnant. And she basically passed along that negative attitude to her own children. And they didn't know how to be any different or didn't want to know how to be any different than what they were. And my mother, my father was born in 1909 and my mother was born in 1918. And if you know anything about that era, they that was kind of when you started hearing a lot about psychology, but a lot of it was also still hidden at the time. And very little was known about mindset and just how relationships and interaction can create that negative environment. This is why if you look at what's known as the laws of attraction today, then that was popularized by the secret. But what it's what it did was it started people talking about mindset and what a negative mindset is, what a positive mindset is. And there's a story that comes out of the book, Scripts People Live, by Thomas Gordon that's called The Fuzzy Tale. And in The Fuzzy Tale, it talks about a mother, a father, a son, and a daughter and how they would go out and give warm fuzzies as long, like there was no tomorrow. And then a witch comes along, and she sees what they're doing. So she goes, and she, she whispers in their ear that if they keep giving out warm fuzzies, they will run out. So their family stops giving out warm fuzzies. And then eventually starts giving out cold pricklies and false fuzzies. And what you see is the tail shrivel up and die. And eventually a hip woman comes along and tells them it's okay to give out warm fuzzies again. And what happens? All of a sudden the town starts to thrive and grow. So this is... All of this plays into what is the mindset and what's the negative mindset and what's the positive mindset, and it all falls from how you relate within that family and how you in relate to your environment. And my mother didn't have a whole lot growing up, and so she always would say to my sister, you're poor, you're poor, you're poor. To the point that my sister really believes poor. And, and the funny thing is there's a few million dollars there that takes care of the three of us. And simply because my father knew that he had children with disabilities and the fact that he died passed away in 1970, and prior to 1970, you didn't have the laws that you have today, and you didn't have the right to a farm, and you didn't have the right to an education. So he wanted to make sure that we would be taken care of financially. And then he left that to my, my mother in charge of it, and what happened was the money grew, three times over simply because she in her mindset be- would not spend money because she believed that if she spent it she it would run out and she would have nothing and so she constantly told my sister that she, she was poor and so she got to the point where she believed that she's poor and that's all a mindset because if you believe in yourself and you believe that you can get out of that hole you're in, then you can do it. But it you you need to be able to work on it, you need to change your attitude, you need to begin to think positively about yourself and where you are, and what you're capable of. So we are all driven by a mindset. Our mindset is simply a collection of thoughts and beliefs acquired over time that shape our habits and actions. It dictates how we perceive and approach the world around us, how we think, feel, react in any given situation. Consequently, it determines the kind of result we attain and how we go about it in our lives. So what happens when some of us have an inherently negative mindset versus those who typically have the positive one? These two types are known as the victim and Victor mindsets as we are exploring them today. So what are the types of mindset? There are two types of mindset as identified by Carol Dwight, a Stanford psychologist in her book, Mindset, The New Psychology of Success, How We Can Learn to Fulfill our potential, and they are the fixed or victim mindset, the growth or victim mindset, and we will explore both shortly, but first, where do our mindset come from? Dweck revealed that these mindsets were implanted in us at a very tender age through process pricing and labeling. Dweck and her colleagues found that labeling a child, whether good or bad, promoted a fixed or victim mindset. This is because it shuts the door for the growth and improvement. In the past, before there were laws governing the rights of people with disabilities, you found that many people with with disabilities were all lumped into one category. And very early on, many were just institutionalized and left there and forgotten about. And it really wasn't until the 1960s that there started being a lot of the term I'm trying to think of of is that you started seeing the media talk about how many people with with disabilities were institutionalized and left there and mistreated. And eventually enough started coming out about it that you started to see the laws change. And then it took Congress to pass laws to guarantee people with disabilities the right to education. And because IDEA came out, which is the Individual Disability Education Act, came out or was passed in 1977 and took effect in 1980. That's why in 1990 you saw the Americans with Disabilities Act which defined what a disability is and how to help someone and it also guaranteed someone the right to employment and by guaranteeing someone the right to employment. And the thing is, it's not just that it had the right to employment as much as that it had that clause in it that if someone felt they were being discriminated against, they could bring a lawsuit. The problem is that you find so many people trying to take advantage of a law that was meant there to help people who were being discriminated against. And those are the ones that, that need to understand the difference because it does. those are the ones that were the persecutors and the ones who would bully you and mistreat you simply because you were different. For example, children labeled smart or dull were observed to feel helpless, powerless about their faith. They felt like there was nothing they could do about their condition or end result. Conversely, process, praising, which involves educating the child that their result is dependent on their effort or lack thereof given rise to a sense of control and hope in the child. And when you're dealing with someone with a learning disability, it's understanding just how the brain processes information. Because in my case, what I found was if I was in the classroom where it was, taking notes based on what the teacher was saying or hearing the tape recorder, that it, it wasn't until I actually started doing what I needed to do that I started showing progress. So you got to remember everyone learns differently, and you can't put a whole lot of emphasis on grades. Because those grades do not often prove what the person is truly capable of. But by watching them and seeing the things that they're truly capable of doing and praising them and showing them that. Because, you know, we all have different unique things that we're good at. And if you you can, this is why everyone, not everyone's a good salesman. Not everyone's a good writer. Not everyone can be a leader. But a lot of things can be learned if you're given the opportunity to learn. And not only being given the opportunity, but also allowed to emphasize your strengths. Because what one person is strong in, someone else is weakened. Because someone may have really good interpersonal skills, but they may not be good closers when it comes to a sale. So understanding that is why you need to understand often it's good to work as a team because this way you can play off each other and benefit. And this is why what we're talking about when we talk about joint ventures in business. (coughs) So it it was, let's go back a minute and let's say it this way, what process praising, which involves educating the child that has the result dependent on the effort or lack thereof, gave rise to a sense of control and hope in the child. It was then concluded that over a long period of time, these slight differences in approach determined if the child would sustain a victim mindset or a victor mindset. However, it was also observed that negative life experiences, such as betrayal, intense emotional pain, trauma, as well as the history of manipulation led to the victim mindset or mentality. The question now is, what exactly is a victim mindset and a victor mindset? So what does it mean to have a victim mindset mentality? There are many things to think about, so let's get to it. And, okay, psychology.com describes the victim personality as they seem self-absorbed, but in a strongly negative way. The world is out to get them. It's not paranoia, but it can seem delusional with the way they constantly interpret things as being intentional to harm and punish them, nothing is ever really their fault because of all the bad things that happen to them, and they aren't responsible for the bad things they do because they've been through so much, and they are just getting some of theirs back. Having a victor mindset or mentality means feeling powerless about the things that happened in your life. A victim mindset is one that is self-reinforcing and sabotaging, causing the individual to blame other people's circumstances on their own inability to sufficiently for the unhappiness that they are feeling. One of the things I want to say here is often you will find someone who doesn't like to take the blame or admit when they're wrong, then what do they do? They rather blame someone else and say it was an outside force that made them do what they wanted but you know what it all comes from inside of us if you're happy then if you're going to be happy if you're sad you're going to be sad and recognizing that nothing outside of your your realm can create that sadness and nothing from that that realm can make you happy now you can have supportive relationships that help builds you up and you can have relationships with people who are very negative that can pull you down by the things they say to you but it's inside of you and how you re- react to the things that they're saying that makes you feel the way you do it's something that what happened and this all goes back to transactional analysis that when other people are constantly being telling us we're helpless or worthless or that we can't do something, then what happens is eventually you internalize it to the point that you are hearing it being said to you so much that you actually believe it. And then you keep repeating it over and over to yourself. So that when we're talking about affirmations, we're talking about. How do you turn the switch from on to off, from hearing those negative remarks to turning those negative remarks to being more positive and supportive way of hearing things and changing that mindset? So they may feel that the world is unjust and unfair to them, as a result, they end up Seeking attention, validation, and sympathy from others. Having a victim mindset creates a negative outlook towards life, an outlook of helplessness, or lack of control. They may even feel entitled, but lack self-confidence and self-efficiency, and it can be hard to overcome. Here's also something else that I need to say about this because it really fits into it that when someone has been brought up to feel that they're the victim and they end up in relationships where they're being abused then what it is is that they're reinforcing that negative belief that they already have in themselves and allowing themselves to be victimized even more and the longer they stay in that relationship, the harder it is to get out. And even if they do get out and they do get therapy, sometimes that negative outlook is still very deep inside of them. And (laughs) it affects all their relationships throughout time. In fact, I have someone that I know in the community where I live that blows hot and cold with me because when she wants someone, she's my friend. But then all of a sudden when she doesn't need anything from me, then all of a sudden she falls into that, that, that negative victim mindset and she's jealous and bitter over the fact that I, coming from the background that I've come from, have gotten out of it and made something more of myself. And she's a totally different generation than I am. And she comes from the generation where women didn't seek help, where women remained in that negative mindset. And she gets petty and jealous because she sees me being able to do something that she can't do. And I seen how she doesn't even take care of any of her legs that she has and it doesn't have to be but a year old and it looks like it's been through the how do i don't want to say the, the washer the dry whatever but it's been it's it just looks old and damaged and whatever you're dealing with certain things, you got to take care of them. But the fact that they look the way they look just reminds me that that's really where her head is, and that's her mindset about herself. Because if she really loved herself, she would take care of of the things that she has. In fact, she bought a condo that she – bigger than what she actually needed, and then finally – decided it was too much for her to take care of and sold it and couldn't get the maximum amount of money unless she fixed it up and didn't couldn't go through a real estate agent because she would never have gotten anything close to what it's worth and had to go through one of those companies where they buy homes to gut them and redo them so they don't. She actually sold it to some type of investor looking for property. That was the only way she was going to get. And then there's paying over $1,500 a month in rent. So she's paying $1,000 more at 80 years old to live in the same community when she was paying about $400 in the just an association piece because she owned her apartment. And considering the times that we're living in and the fact that we're about to probably go, it, you have big inflation, that's that's not what she should have done. She could have just closed off two of the rooms and continued to live it. But she had cats that were all over her furniture, all over her electronics all over everything, that if she wasn't taking care of herself, why would she take care of the apartment she owns? And why would she take care of any of her electronics that would that she could do business on? So that's what we're talking about when we're talking about that negative mindset and recognize it for what it is. And remember, you can go to... You can go to my website, and that website is the number one, personal coach.com and you can get coaching, and if you want to remember that you have to be the one that changes your mindset.